to be seated. So good to be back. There goes all my stuff out of my Bible. Don't worry about it. I'll get it. It's been a while since I've been here, eh? The older I get, the better I really was. So good to be back. My wife says hello. Uh, She's got things that she's got on in our church and grandkids and all that today. But uh, uh, yeah, COVID sort of got in the way of things, didn't it? Yeah, I want to really encourage you as we were, as John was praying there. Uh, don't just pray today. Continue to pray about that religious freedom bill. I sit on the, a few boards of churches in our movement, and I was uh, two weeks ago. I was in Sydney at a, an Australian Pentecostal Ministers Fraternal meeting, and we had someone present to us about this whole uh, freedom of religion bill that's got to go before the government. And I mean the complications just to get it done. There are lawyers across our our nation, lawyers and uh, theologians trying to draft the bill to get it in a form that the government will actually put it up. And, uh, you know, I know that we we have a liberal government with a Christian prime minister right now, but it is critical that we get it up as a bipartisan bill. Because if it doesn't go bipartisan... The other bomb might just take it out when, if they get elected next, whenever they get elected. So really that, there's a bunch of people and they, these people, these theologians and lawyers, and they're, they're doing all their work voluntarily to try and get this before the government, this uh, parliament before the next election, which wasn't a bit of an election promise, but there's a lot of other things. <laughs> I should say but, I'll just leave it there, eh? So good. How many people love the Holy Spirit? I talk about the Holy Spirit. A lot of old friends here. Heard something the other day, you can't make old friends. <laughs> it takes a long time, doesn't it? So good to see you all. Some of you are new, some of you are from around the joint. There goes one of my old friends on his motorbike there. Don't do that anymore. Um, got a Bible? I'm really excited about this morning. Uh, you know, Jared, Jared said you've been talking about the Holy Spirit, so... Uh, Asked me if I'd continue. And so as I was uh, the last week or so just sort of preparing myself, spent a lot of time in the book of Acts, uh, listening to it on the audio Bible and reading it. And uh, I tell you what, I'm a bit stirred up. I just think maybe God wants to touch some people here. You know, I'm going to sort of share some things out of the Word of God, but it's not so much I want to teach you about the Holy Spirit this morning, I believe we need to experience Him in a new and a fresh way. Again, hey. So we're going to teach a little bit, but at the same time, I want you to be open to what God might want to do in you this morning. Love that psalm that Jared wrote, uh, read this morning, wrote, read this morning, about how many know that He forgives our sin? Right here today, maybe the power of the Holy Ghost has come upon your life to bring revelation of the fact that Jesus Christ did die on the cross for you, that you can be forgiven of all your past today, right now. You know, that's not, a, that's not an intellectual thing. That's something the Holy Spirit does in your life. Maybe you need healing in your body today. He heals how many of our diseases? All of them, you know. I sort of keep knocking myself around. I had shoulder surgery in January. I'm still getting over that. It takes me longer and longer and longer. I'm going to be the bionic man. Six million dollar man, that's how I sort of feel about it sometimes. But just as we were worshipping this morning, if you remember anything about me, you remember I, I know nothing about singing or any of it. But there's a, there was a line, you've gone really country here, eh? I mean, I'm tapping away there, Kim. I mean, it's happening. 
But there's a line in a bed. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk with him. You know that? I'm going to. I'm walking too. He walked out. I'm walking too. That it? Yeah. Who's walking? Well, right when we sang that, I just got quickened with a verse. So I'm going to share it with you. It's out of Romans eight, chapter. Uh, sorry, verse eight, chapter eight, verse eleven. And and this is just a bit of a foundation for where I want to go this morning. But I want to. I want you to put it in your spirit that God could, this isn't just a church service here today, right? The Bible says in, in Romans 8, 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. How many need a quickening this morning? I need a quickening. I mean, I can get settled down with just doing the stuff, eh? We do good stuff. It's good to do the, the, the mundane. It's good to do that day in and day out. But, but sometimes we need a quickening again of the Holy Spirit to come upon my life. And, and this, listen to the, the verse, the same Spirit, if the same Spirit which raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Does he or doesn't he? He does. The Spirit, sometimes we underestimate this, this resonance, this power, this energy, this, this Spirit that dwells in us. And, and, and Paul tells us that, that uh, surely he will give life to us today. He will quicken. Right now, as I start to get into the message of the whole, believe God for a quickening this morning. Might be a physical quickening. It might be, it might be just just a, just just even what Jared was saying, and I'm going to share a little bit about this. A quickening. You know, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is that we would be witnesses. That we would we would take the power of the Holy Ghost out of this place into the nursing homes and the hospitals and the workplaces and wherever it is that we go, because we're quickened by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sometimes. You know, the, I'm just trying to think where it is now. It's in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, I think. The Bible says, Paul again says that the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice. It would be nice to have a powerful church, wouldn't it? Not just a nice church. I'm okay with nice. But powerful. Nice. Demonstrative nice. I don't come with words of human wisdom, Paul said. But I come with power. The message of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That it's not in wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Church, Hope Point, I think we have to understand and we need to allow the Holy Spirit again this day to come and quicken us with power, the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Who's with me today? Not just to shout amen in a church, but to go out there and be powerful through the, not the power of you, but the power of Him who dwells in you. You know, I was thinking if you wanted to really go back into the Bible, because and we'll get into the book of Acts in a minute or two, but if you want to go back and really start to see where the Spirit's work starts in the Bible, 
where the first reference to the power of the Holy Spirit is, it's in the second verse of the Bible. Listen to what it says in the second verse. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. How many believe that like then, the world is in darkness? The Holy Spirit needs to come, or I believe is, hovering over creation right now. And in God's plan, what, what he did was back then, as is, is when there was darkness and the earth was void and without form, the power of God that was hovering through his spirit began to speak and the world began to be formed. How many know that's powerful? Right back in the second verse, we think the Holy Spirit is a New Testament person. He's a forever person. He's the third person of the Trinity, amen. He was then and he is now hovering over creation to do his work in them through the power of, 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 of the, the throne of heaven. How many believe that? It dwells in you. It dwells in you. Back in the Old Testament, you know, when, right, particularly in the Old Testament, whenever the Holy Spirit, the Spirit is referred to, listen to, listen to some words that if you translated the word, it's ruach. And I think that's, I, I'm not Hebrew or Greek or any of those things, so just ignore how it's pronounced, okay? But it means, it means fire. It means power. It means energy. Have a think about it. The earth is in darkness and an energy, an energy is hovering over creation, ready to do his work. How many believe he's hovering today? He's hovering to do his work. And then right throughout the, the Old Testament, it was more specific in those days. That power would rest on individuals. It would rest on Joseph and he would see dreams, have dreams. And it would rest on the prophets and they would speak about what's to come. But the whole purpose of it was with the spirit of God, the energy of God, the fire of God, the power of God would fill his people. Back in those days, it was, it was through the, 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 the called ones. The only difference today and they, between today and then is it's now upon all of us. The power of the Holy Spirit. I love it where it says in the New Testament, in the Gospels, where Jesus, when he came up out of the water, what was the Spirit doing? Was hovering. The Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And he began this powerful work of his ministry, which culminated in him raising from the dead. This same spirit which dwells in you was in him as he, uh, as he came and fulfilled the ministry that the Holy Spirit or that the Father would have for his life. And then we come, of course, after the ministry of Jesus, we come into the book of Acts. And, but that's where many of us really look to start to Think about what the Holy Spirit does now in the New Testament church. But it's important that we go back to the, to the, to the beginning because he was in the beginning as he is now. And he wants to today, as he descended upon Christ, he wants to once again come, descend on us. How many believe that this morning? I believe that with all my heart. You know, we look at it, the Gospel of Luke uh, and, and then Luke wrote two books. He wrote the Gospel of Luke and he wrote the book of Acts. 
And in the book of Acts chapter 1, and it's really interesting, the, the book of Acts is often referred to as the Acts of the Apostles. Who's heard that before? And I want to challenge that this morning because in the very first verse of Acts, it, Luke says this, he talks about what Jesus began, sorry, Jesus began to do and teach. Luke reported all that Jesus began to do and teach in the book of Luke. Then he writes the book of Acts, and it's almost like a continuation because Luke is what he began to do and teach. Acts is what he continued to do and teach. So really the book of Acts isn't about the Acts of the Apostles. It's the Acts of Jesus and the Spirit that God did through his people. And it goes on today. The book of Acts goes on in you and I because it's a continuation of what Jesus wants to do through his spirit in his people. And so, because we often read this and we talk, and sure, there are wonderful apostles and men and women of God throughout the book of Acts, absolutely, who did wonderful things, but it wasn't about them. It was about what the Holy Spirit did through them. What Jesus, after he rose from the dead and he, and, he, and he gave us his spirit, what he continued to do. And it continues today. And I think the church needs to understand that the purposes of God, it's got to continue today. Okay, we're looking at religious freedoms being challenged and we're looking at, at challenges that we've never faced before. But I want to tell you today, the same spirit which raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, dwells in me. He's not thrown by all of this. If, but the church has got to rise up and allow the Holy Spirit to quicken her again with power, not wisdom. I got to, well, it's not that we don't, I mean wisdom of man. I sit in these board meetings and I can't believe it. we talk about the things we're talking about, you know. Not being able to practice religion and all the different things in the world. But at the end of the day, it's the power of God that's going to turn hearts around. A goodness of God. It's not the wisdom of man that we're going to win these arguments with. Amen? Acts chapter 2. Sorry, Acts chapter 1. I'm going to just go back onto what Jared was saying. This is nothing new to most of you. I just, I believe, you know, it wasn't like writing a new message here. It's about just refreshing you with an old one, an old Pentecostal message. Acts chapter 1. You will receive... You will receive. Yeah, how, how, how often do we not feel powerful? Because we look at circumstances. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Uh, uh, you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. And I said before, the references to the Holy Spirit are always about power and energy, and fire. If you want to study it out, go into the Old Testament. It was always God's prophetic plan to fill his temple with his fire. In the Old Testament, it was the literal temple. He would fill it. He came in pillars of fire, didn't he? He came to Moses in a burning bush. The, the, the references to fire and power. God always planned that his temple would be filled with his fire. Today... Who's his temple? You and I, God's plan never changed. He wants to fill us with his fire. 
He wants to fill us with his power. He wants to fill us. And it's almost, if you like, that we are all mobile temples. We're moving around now. We're not stuck in a building here. It's great to come into a building, but it's not a literal temple. It's the temple. Do you not know, the Apostle Paul says to the Corinthian church, do you not know? Oh, listen, this isn't even my message. Do you not know that you are? Why is he emphasizing it? Because the church forgets what it is. Become respectable, nice people, which is awesome. Glad Stuart's more respectable now than he was once. But that's not the end of it. Paul, don't you know? Don't you know that you're now the temple? And as I planned to fill my old temple with fire, I planned to fill my new temple with fire and power. Kim, country or not, fire can fill country songs. I believe that. We can tap fire, you know. It's not the style. It's the power of God. I sort of say that half joking, Kim, but, 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 but what we've got to do, see, we can go through, and I'm not saying you do, but we can go through the, the, the rituals, can't we? There's a whole bunch of difference between going through the ritual and believing that the fire of God is upon our lives to make a difference in the world today. That's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is about. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, it says in Acts 2, 1 to 4, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind and it filled the whole house. Go back to the Spirit hovering over the earth, all right? Where they were all in one place, one accord, a mighty rushing wind. It filled the house where they were sitting and there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were clothed. The purpose of the Holy Ghost is not to speak in tongues. The purpose of the Holy Ghost is to clothe us with power. And fire, not so that we are anything in and of ourselves, but that we will lay hold of this power and energy and and fire of God and will make a difference in the earth today. Some of you need to get hold of this this morning and allow the Spirit of God to quicken you. To be honest, we've been here too long. You know, we sort of, me too. I've been in the way long enough. Time to get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit get hold of me. Amen. I remember the day I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. My God, you couldn't shut me up. You know, but then you get a bit more sensible in your old age, you know. I don't want to be sensible anymore. I want to be that 97-year-old. Went in nursing homes to Jesus. I was in church a couple of weeks ago, preached down the Gold Coast. The week before, they had all the young up-and-coming preachers together all doing tag team preaching. Uh, the next week they balanced it up and got me because I'm at the other end of the, of the, you know, they thought we'd better settle things down a bit. No, I'm not going to settle down. I'm going to let the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are nervous. I just came to hear a nice message. No, the Holy Spirit wants to quicken you this morning. 
Father God wants to settle upon you this morning. He wants to believe, wants you to believe. Wants you to believe that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not the pastor's job. It's us, filled. No matter how young, how old we are. Allow the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray for you a little bit later this morning. Because I believe with all my heart, God spoke to me just in worship this morning. He's going to quicken you. He's going to quicken you this morning. Just want to have a bit of a look for the next hour and a half through the book of Acts as we, as we talk about this, this clothing. Jerry was very, very careful to give me a closing time today. Clothed. As we work through the book of Acts, I just want to point out some things that the difference the difference that the Holy Spirit made in these guys' lives. What happens? Talk about the Spirit hovering. As he hovered over the first creation, he's hovering over the second creation, the new creation, which is new and lay. What happens? Acts 2, verse 17. I love this. And it shall come to pass in those last days. This is Peter trying to explain what's happening to the to the church or to the people of God he says in the last day says God I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions your old men will dream dreams on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy what is prophecy what are dreams what are visions they are they are things about the future you see, when I get full of the Holy Ghost, when I got, let the Holy Spirit come upon me it, it, with fire and with power, I no longer see the world as it is. I see it as it can be because God gets hold of me. I found the Holy Spirit has never said to me, it cannot be done. When the Holy Spirit gets hold of me, I can take what might look like a hopeless situation in our nation what might look like a, whole, a, a hopeless situation and we can begin to speak and we can begin to prophesy in the power of the Holy Spirit and we can begin to see visions and dreams. You know, churches aren't built on just good practices. They are built on people with vision and dream. To see a nation, to see a region, to see a community in this neck of the woods changed by the power of the Holy Ghost because it's not like what the world says it is, it's what God says it is. And one of the reasons I need to allow the Holy Spirit to quicken me today is so that I can get a God's eye view, not have an earth eye view. Amen. Some of you today in your own circumstances need to get a God's eye view. What's God saying? How many like getting people to prophesy over your life? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Two of us do. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's wonderful. But I want to I I encourage you. Don't wait for the prophets to come. Start to prophesy over your own life. Let the Holy Spirit get hold of you and show you what He wants to do with your life, to raise you up to be the man or woman of God that He's always called you to be. Don't be downtrodden by what the world says about you. Let the power of the Holy Spirit give you His view of you and the future, dreams and visions. I don't know what the difference is really. But I'm in the old man category. Whatever we do, we dream, you know. We dream. But all of us should prophesy. 
All of us. It doesn't mean thus saith the Lord and you've got to get on platforms with microphones. It's you let the Holy Spirit show you His perspective. That's what happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon us with power and with fire and with wind and with energy. I don't know about you. I'm jumping out of my skin up here. I'm thinking, what could I? Geez, I don't have to keep saying I'm old. Goodness me. They're, they're putting me back together operation by operation just, to, just so I can run again. Did you see the way I leapt up on that stage? I've got to be very honest with you. I, I, I had one eye open there. I wanted to see how Jared got up here because I want to see if, if there were stairs anywhere. You can't see them from down here, you know. Uh, but anyway, I took the shortcut just because it was only that big. <laughs> anyway, different story. How many of you need a God's eye view today? What's challenging your life right now? Uh, some of you know, and I've been asked, so I'll just mention it. Uh, I've had a daughter-in-law on a cancer journey. Now, four, two, four years ago, they gave her two years to live. Right? Now, we're not out of the, journey, we're out of the battle. Well, we're, we're, still, we're, get, we're getting clear scans, okay? You know, some days, I need to get the Holy Ghost on my life to give me His view. I've got right now, I look after a whole bunch of pastors in our movement. And last Sunday night... Our pastor in Catherine, Northern Territory, was coming home from his surveying job, rolled his car, and right now he's in a coma in the Darwin Hospital. Young, young father with young children. All week I've been battling with this. You know what I need? I need a God's eye view of this thing. I need to not, uh, not come under what, what, what the hospital and the doctors are saying. I need to get a God's eye view and start to prophesy. It was, we were, as we were worshipping here this morning, I was prophesying into that young man's life that he would live and that the power of God would come and fill him again this morning. That's what gives me the God's eye view is when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon me. Today, you, what's speaking to your life? What do you need God's perspective on? Holy Spirit will Help you prophesy. Dreams. Visions. Acts 2. I don't know. I've got some points here. That's the first one. Verse 38. Peter said, listen to this. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. One of my favorite passages of Scripture. Peter comes and says, Repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, that you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. Oh, man, I'd love to preach a message where 3,000 people come to get saved, to come to know Jesus Christ. But here's the deal. What's remarkable about this passage of Scripture? This man who stands up in the assembly was a few weeks ago hiding in a room. He was hiding full of fear in an upper room. A few weeks before that, he had denied Christ three times and given up on following him and went back fishing. You read it in the book of John, chapter 20. Peter, a defeated man, defeated in his own failure, defeated because his Saviour apparently had been crucified and lived no more. This same Peter hiding in a room away from, for fear, the Bible tells me, of the Jews. All of a sudden stands up in the assembly and preaches a message where 3,000 people come to Christ. 
You know what the Holy Spirit will do when he comes upon your life and quickens you? He'll give you boldness. He'll give you boldness to share Christ. He'll give you boldness to talk to 97-year-olds and, and, and cut through whether they understand you with their intellect or whether they don't, but to cut through and give you that power to rise out of your, your meekness, out of your, your, your fear and trembling and, to, and be bold to declare that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. It's too many times we, 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 we sort of cower, don't we? We think, oh man, we'll go to church and we'll keep, our, we'll keep our faith private. That's what Peter was doing. He was in an upper room keeping his faith private until the Holy Spirit came upon him. How many believe? I believe this with all my heart. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, aren't you glad the world doesn't have to go to a building to experience God? They can experience God through you. Mobile temples, in schools, in your workplace. You're sort of getting this intellectually, aren't you? Is it, could it really be true? Could the Holy Spirit come upon me? I don't mean give me boldness to go and, you know, bang people over the head. Give me boldness to proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord. And so give me wisdom and boldness to, to know how to do it in each case. But to, for me to, to break out of Gary and let the Holy Spirit get hold of me to be his witness, to be able to say to people who are, have got an eternity lost that we could, what, what did he say? I love what he said. I don't know if I've lost it here. Is it, is it repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. And they gladly received his word. Who needs the Holy Spirit to come and quicken you in that regard? I need it. Too often I, I cower. I mean, I rang a bloke. I, I went and had dinner what, two weeks ago, last week before last, with my two brothers and sister. And uh, we went up to this cafe. And it turns out that, that the guy who owns the cafe is a guy I went to school with. And I was really better mates with his brother, but I played football with both of them. And he's telling me uh, about this brother who's my age and he's suffering Parkinson's disease. I haven't seen the guy for decades, right? So, man, I, God's just doing something in me. And so I rung him. What are you doing, Hooks? Are you still preaching that stuff? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm going to come and preach to you next week. I'm coming out to Ipswich to sit down and have a coffee with you. How about that? You know, once upon a time, I wouldn't have told these guys about, you know, I don't know how they heard this stuff. Google, probably. the I don't know. But I'll tell you what. He's a guy that I often looked up to, but I just, I believe in the Holy Spirit. He's just going to come and baptize me so that I'm quickened, so that he can be quickened. Not only to be healed, but can receive Christ. How many need that in your life today? Let the Holy Spirit, this isn't, it's not just, we're not just tongue-talking Pentecostals here. Clothed with power. First one was we get a God's eye view. Second one, we get boldness to share. And, and the third one sort of goes with it. Peter said in Acts 3, verses 6 and 7, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Immediately his feet and ankle bones were received strength. And so he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple, 
with them walking and leaping and praising God. You know what happens? You know what we need to believe is going to happen? Signs and wonders are going to follow those who believe and are filled with the Holy Spirit. I love, I lo- love the, the, the early books, particularly chapters of Acts. You know, what was so spiritual about Peter's prayer? It wasn't a half an hour prayer. It was rise up and walk. Tabitha is dead. You know what his great big long spiritual prayer was? His Pentecostal prayer? Tabitha, arise. That was it. Tabitha, the power of the Holy Spirit's in the room. Arise. How many believe in signs and wonders? Some churches, many wonder and there's no signs. That's old, isn't it? But here's the deal, too often, I'm believing for signs and wonders. I believe we're living in a day that we need to see more signs and wonders. It's almost these days that if we get a sign and a wonder, we're most surprised. But I want to challenge that today. Same spirit who dwells, who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Think he'll quicken you? Lay hands on people, see them healed? See people set free and delivered. See financial miracles. Just see the power of God come and intervene because we're people quickened by this fire of God upon our lives. Number four, they spoke with other tongues, Acts 2. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance for they heard them speak in tongues and magnify God. There's a 2,000-year-old argument we can have right there about whether we speak in tongues or don't speak in tongues. The church has been fighting over that for a long time. I don't really care. I do. And it benefits my life greatly. I said before, speak, uh, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not about tongues, but it's a benefit. It's something that God gives me as a gift to help me. Isn't it great that he hasn't left me alone? That he's given me this gift. I've got, I don't know if you, oh no. Hey, forgot to give you my notes. Let me give you, can I have the musicians, please? I'm going to finish in the next hour or so. I don't know what your experience is with baptism in the Holy Spirit, with speaking in tongues. I mean, I can make that as religious as anything else I can make it. But I want to give you four very, very quick little things today. I'm not going to explain them all. I'm just going to give you some, some insight into what the Bible tells me. When I pray in tongues, my Bible tells me in the book of Romans chapter 8 that the Spirit helps me pray. Have you ever got to the place where you don't know what to pray? It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we don't know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. He searches the heart. He who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for us. When I, when I allow the Holy Spirit to come and quicken me in my prayer language, I, don't know, I, don't, I, I try to make sense in my own language of the world, but the Holy Spirit knows what to help me pray with. 
So when I'm able to, able to just release a prayer language, the Holy Spirit comes and, and actually helps me to pray. How many people need help in your prayer? I mean, the number of times I've just, well, where do I start? Well, I just start by praying in the language that you've given me. Uh, the second thing he does is, 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 and it's like it, in 1 Corinthians 14, the Bible says, He who speaks in a tongue doesn't speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. Whoever in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Verse 14, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. In other words, he releases my spirit to pray. He takes my mind out of it and he releases my spirit to pray. I don't have to pray out of my academic intellect. I can, I can pray out of my spirit. The third thing he does is he builds me up in the spirit. He who speaks in a tongue edifies or builds himself up. And the fourth thing he does is he magnifies God through me. They all spoke with tongues and heard each other magnifying God because of the gift of God upon their life through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not here today to, to, to convince you one way or the other, but I am here today to maybe raise our faith levels to see the Holy Spirit come and quicken our lives again. Kabulcha needs it. This Australia needs it. A church, not a church that would, would, would show itself off, but a church that would demonstrate the quickening of the Holy Spirit in the temples that are mobilized throughout this region. And God wants to do that this morning in you and in me. I know it's winter. That's why there's fire here. Warm us up. Quicken us. Get some movement. Amen? Today, right now, the Holy Spirit is, 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 is ministering to people in this place. People that have maybe, how would I put it, accepted the status quo. You know, it's so easy for me. So easy for me to just Accept what's happening and go along with it and hope Jesus comes back quick. God's not called His church to that. He's called His church to be empowered by His Spirit. That as the book of Acts is the acts of Jesus through the Spirit, that there could be a book written of Hope Point about the acts. The acts of Ben Curtin through the Spirit. The acts of every one of us through what the Spirit of God is doing in our lives. We can let sit back and let it go by or we can allow the Holy Spirit to come and quicken us this morning. In our own personal lives, you need a miracle. I believe the Holy Ghost wants to quicken you this morning. Quicken faith in you this morning. Same Spirit which dwells in you, or which raised Christ from the dead, sorry, dwells in you. Stand with me this morning. Dwells in you. Dwells in you. Dwells in you. I want you to just, just stay with me for a few more minutes. A few more minutes. I said before that prophetically in the Old Testament, God spoke. And his desire was always that his temple 
would be filled with his fire. God didn't change his mind from Old Testament to New Testament. He just changed the circumstances. His plan. Was his house would be a house of miracles, would be a house of fire, would be a house over which he hovered where there was darkness and he would fill it with his power and his fire and his energy, always his plan. Right now, that temple is you. Come on, right now, that temple is you. No matter what your circumstance is, God's plan has never changed. His plan would be to fill you with His Spirit again. You might have had this experience a hundred times before, but this morning, the 13th of June, 2021, God wants to come again and He wants His fire to rest upon every one of us. He wants His power to rest upon any one of us, to give us His perspective on life, to give us uh, boldness to share His Uh, His story with the world around about us to see this world come to Christ. And right now, right now, I believe in this place right now, right now is your time right now. I'm just in the realm of the Spirit, believing for the fire of God to come and touch your life again. Come on, open yourself up to it. This isn't about teaching here today. God's plan has always been to fill His people. In the name of Jesus, right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare, be filled with the Holy Spirit and of power. Oh, have you been baptised with this baptism of the Holy Spirit or is it just the baptism of repentance? No, we need to come and be baptised, not just with the baptism of repentance. We need to be baptised with the power of His Spirit, that His fire, oh, and the Holy Ghost, His fire would fall upon you right now. Okay, if you speak in other tongues, I want you to start to let, let, let rivers of living water come out of your innermost being this morning. Let the power of God flow. If you've never prayed in a prayer language this morning, believe right now that the Holy Spirit will touch your life in the Name of Jesus. Come on, speak, prophesy. Prophesy to that business to be raised again. Prophesy to that marriage that it would be raised again. Prophesy to those children to return to the Lord. Come on, prophesy in the name of Jesus. Your young men will will dream dreams. Your old men will see visions. Come on, start to speak it into existence this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the same Spirit, the same Spirit which raised Christ from the dead. Oh, in the Name of Jesus, I break doubt. I break doubt in the Name of Jesus. I I break fear in the Name of Jesus. The same Spirit which raised Christ from the dead. The same Spirit which raised Christ from the dead. The same Spirit will quicken you this morning. In the Name of Jesus. You need a touch in your body. Come out the front right now. You need to break through in your prayer language. You've never done that. Out the front right now. Come on, allow the Holy Spirit to come and quicken you this morning. If you don't know Jesus Christ Himself, come out the front this morning. His Spirit wants to touch you and save you and forgive you and heal you in the Name of Jesus. Come on, let the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit quicken you. The fire of God. I'm believing for Kabulcha not to be the same again. 
Don't let this be a, a message for your head. Let the fire, let the fire of God come. Oh, as it came, as the Spirit descended on Jesus. As the Spirit descended on Jesus. As the Spirit, don't let age be a factor. Don't let circumstance be a factor. As the Spirit descended on Jesus. Oh, like a dove. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, let the Holy Spirit fill again in Jesus' name. People come, boldness, 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 boldness right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, come pray, get to your prayer team, come pray. Holy Ghost right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, come on. Oh, boldness. Oh, God, right now, change our minds. Give us your mind. Give us the mind of the Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.